welcome to work your way in and come and take a seat. We have uh, some exciting things for you here this uh, last hour in the auditorium. Come on in. I know it's kind of hard to move. So many of you. That was the second bell, everybody. I was thinking that was the first. Come on in, come on in, come on in. So uh, just a few things I want to remind you of. You know, there's some awesome product back there in the product room. I'm hoping that everyone has had a chance to get back there and, and look at all the wonderful materials. There's also the National International Room. So if you want to make a connection with uh, somebody from your state or your part of the country or your part of the world, you still have a chance to do that. So please go back. There's lots of people waiting to talk to you. Also, I wanted to remind you about the Care Committee hike that's happening this afternoon at 1 o'clock. A lot of you have signed up. If you would still like to sign up, there's a Care Committee table that you can do that. Even if you're not signed up, you're, you can still come along. And we are going to meet at this angel out here, this beautiful uh, statue, at 1 o'clock sharp. And we will have, we'll be going to the Garden of the Gods. If you don't know, the Garden of the Gods is just a few miles west, and it is just a spectacular place. We'll be doing two levels of hikes, one just a walk, and the other up around the perimeter. It'll be beautiful, beautiful. Now, it looks to me, I was just looking out that window, it looks maybe a little bit windy, so you want to make sure you have some layers. That's what we always say in Colorado. It's good to have layers. You can put them on and take them off. Uh, also, you'll need water and some good hiking shoes, tennis shoes. Uh, let's see. Also, I want to let you know that there will be buses. We have uh, CBC vans and shuttles that will be taking you up there. So that's a good thing. So you need to be here at 1 o'clock. If you don't, for some reason, want to take the shuttle, you can take your own car. And we have maps for you to follow to get to, to the site. And the, the hike itself, the walk itself, will be about an hour maybe a little longer, so all told, going up there and hiking and back will be a couple hours, two, two, maybe a little bit more. Good? All right. So, Gary, your turn. Okay, just a couple of other announcements. Uh, one fresh off the press from Michelle, our missions coordinator. The Mason Jar offers us specials very similar to Chick-fil-A. And today, if you go eat at the Mason Jar, which is located on uh, Colorado Avenue in Old Colorado City, um, they're going to give 20% of whatever you spend uh, back to our mission fund and all that. So if you're looking for a good place to eat, uh, check out the Mason Jar. Where can they get the brochures, Michelle? They're on the front reception desk if you uh, are interested in doing that. Yeah, and there's a, yeah, just go to the front desk over there. And then I also wanted to remind everybody, we have CDs and DVDs available of every one of these teaching sessions, uh, both morning and night. You could get CD, DVD, you could get them individually, or you could get the entire set. So those are in the back room there. I encourage you to get those, listen to them over and over. A lot of times you miss things. You hear it again and you pick up, oh, that was said, et cetera. Anybody do that one? <laughs> Okay, and um, so before we do our uh, question and answer uh, time with Andrew, um, we have a short video to play about our third year. Our first year program 
is really built around, uh, we call it the Bible Training Institute. And uh, the first year, every, all of the first year students are together. Uh, you get to hear great teachings, three, four hours a day, like what you just heard from Barry, Greg Moore, Andrew, Wendell Parr. Wendell is, uh, I'm not sure where he's at now. I think he's in England or in uh, Belfast. But uh, just great, solid teaching. We just try getting everybody on the same page. We realize there's a diversity in what's coming in here. And um, so the first year is really spent uh, getting your doctrine straight, just like what Barry was talking, and uh, not being conformed to the world, but renewing our minds in that. And our second year is uh, what we call like the school of practical ministry. And what that entails is, you know, you still get teaching and all that, but we start working you into actually applying these truths, applying what you are learning. So we have classes designed, what we call interaction groups, where we teach you how to do a funeral and you actually practice within your peers it's a safe place to practice but you practice giving a funeral you practice doing a wedding ceremony communion a baptism and that's why we also um, send you out on a foreign mission trip is so you could get out and experience it you get to practice your teachings um, on the mission field but also in the interaction group we ask you to do a little 10-minute talk so it's really designed around the practical application of what you are learning. And then our third year continually uh, gets revised and uh, continues to get better and better. And you've heard from some of the third-year instructors. You've heard from Greg Moore. You've heard from uh, Paul Milligan, of course, Daniel, uh, with the praise and worship. You heard from Stephen Bransford on the School of Media. And, uh, again, Andrew's talked about this, but it's designed to... Um, help get you into ministry, help train you further. Take our second year, our School of Practical Ministry. You just take it further. There's lab-type environments in some of these schools. But we've put together just a short video to summarize uh, what's going on in third year. So are we ready to go? Okay. Another thing, another thing that God's put in you to do is something that really you get motivated to do. You get more specific direction. Um, and God just really speaks to you throughout the third year as to how I want you to do this, the steps I want you to take, and really he makes your path straight as you go forward to do that. They just equip you to kind of bring out the talent that's already inside of you and the desire that's already inside of you, and they give you the tools to actually make that happen. It's just unbelievable. It's so much more than what I expected it to be, but it, what it's doing is it's preparing me for ministry. My favorite part about it is just the relationships that we get to build and the fact that we're here and we're learning how to do what God's called us to do in excellence. Everything they teach is just so practical. It really is easy to understand. The ministry training program is designed to help Caris Bible College graduates identify and be equipped in their calling of either business, media, ministry, missions, and worship. The business school gives students the opportunity to learn from entrepreneurs about planning, implementing, and running successful businesses. What I am working to do is to impart an absolute belief, faith, and confidence in people that they can do this. The business school believes that sound, biblically-based business practices translate into the furtherance of the gospel and the kingdom. The media school is a workshop environment where students go beyond theory to build media communications from the ground up. When you sit down and you want to communicate a ministry and the heart of a ministry to an audience, 
all your textbooks had better disappear. This is about what God has put in your heart and what's in their heart. And you connect, and that's communication. It is a fast-paced, hands-on program that equips the student to expose various ministries to the world and tell their stories. The ministry school's curriculum includes continued immersion in God's Word, in-depth ministry experience, and teaching workshops. That's what really excites me when I see one of our students say, yeah, you know, that's who I am. That's what I'm called to do and be. Well, that's really exciting. The ministry school further prepares CBC graduates for the practical aspects of serving in ministry. The mission school will be offered for the first time in the 2013-2014 academic year and will give students an opportunity to experience missionary life firsthand through an extended stay on the mission field. The third year mission program is designed to take the student from theory to practice by actually giving them an opportunity to not just sit in the classroom, but to actually have on the field experience. Mission students will learn how to thrive in a foreign culture while sharing the gospel. The worship school focuses on mentoring and developing CBC graduates to lead the body of Christ into genuine worship with character and integrity. And I want them to really understand that when they go into a career of worship, that it really is all about making heart connection with people. The worship school leads the CBC student body into worship each week, along with each student receiving more training in vocals and instruments. The ministry training program also offers more sound biblical teaching that our graduates loved during their first and second years at Caris Bible College. For more information and how to apply, visit our website at charisbiblecollege.org. What's happening in third year and one of the ones that we haven't uh, talked about during this session is our newly created school of missions and uh, you saw Delron Shirley uh, he's going to be the director of it he's the one who ran Lester Sumrall school for 20 some years and uh, he's out here and been part of our adjunct faculty for about five years now and um, this year what some of the third year are doing they're going for six weeks to the Dominican Republic and uh, going to spend time out there and just learn what it's like. And uh, so we, we bought the Rosetta Stone uh, Spanish course, and uh, they've been going through that to try preparing them, and um, it's just been a great uh, time uh, this year. So we decided to make it an entire school. And, uh, you know, just talking to some of the uh, existing students here, they have missions on their heart and that we haven't been able to really provide opportunity. And one of the things that we want to do with the School of Missions is establish contacts. We've got a lot of contacts uh, throughout the entire world, and we want to expose the students to these contacts and see if they'll even have internships there after you're done here and uh, actually try placing people out in the field and all that. So that's what we're working on. And uh, so this will be the very first year, uh, starting in the fall of 13, that we're going to have a separate school of missions. So we're excited about it. It's good. Amen. So now we, uh, we want to have a time that you can ask questions about the school, um, about uh, Woodland Park, whatever it is. It's wide open, and uh, you won't offend us. You might offend me, but you won't offend Andrew. But, uh, Andrew, why don't you come on up? And um, we have uh, several microphones, so for the benefit of others, we have two people, uh, one on each side here, 
that um, we would ask that you just uh, raise your hand and they will bring you a microphone and um, we'll just uh, try doing the best we can with uh, seeing everybody and uh, feel free to ask your questions. So Go ahead guys and find it. Do we need to give parameters on what the questions are about? <laughs> I'm not telling you where I live. None of those oh, yeah, questions. Right. Okay, yeah. don't, don't ask the personal stuff like that. Keep it related to the school and what you have in mind for your future, etc. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, who's up? Go ahead. Praise God. I have a question about the third year. I noticed that there are, you know, the different sections, and, and uh, the business is a section. But what if you, you know, you, you call to music, but you know you need the business? How can, what, what? Okay. Well, you could always come back for a fourth year and just do the other track. So you could just keep on coming. No. What we, um, what we continually do is, as far as the third year, the first two hours of the day are designed specifically for you to go into that individual track. So business school, first two hours, worship, media. And then the last two hours, all of the third year schools come together. And uh, so third and fourth hour, um, everybody's there, and there's a variety of teaching. So sometimes Daniel, uh, for the uh, School of Worship, will be in the core, what we call the core, third and fourth hour. So you will get some of the worship. Paul Milligan is in the core as well. Greg Moore teaches in the core. Barry teaches in the core in that. So there is some mixture that does happen but you should go to the one that you are most interested in. And we're trying to look at the schedule further in advance, and we might have some of the individual schools start combining. For example, there are some things that missions and ministry uh, will both need, but some of the other ones won't. So we're looking at combining some of those for even the first two hours. So there's some of that that will occur as well. Does that help? You want to add any more? We just had a discussion. We want every person, pastor, musician, anybody to have business training. So you get, a, you get some basics, but you don't get the same degree that those that are in the business school get. Many of us have traveled to, up to Woodland to see the new campus, and I've heard the question, what does the sanctuary mean? So sanctuary, us, the dictionary means it's a place dedicated to the glory of God. What? The sign new that's at the, the school The sign now? has been built since we bought that property. My okay. wife, if we ever had our own place, she says, I'm going to name it the sanctuary. And we're going to have big old rocks as you drive in that will have lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. And we're going to, the whole place is named the sanctuary. Thank you. Mm-hmm. When are the dorms going to be available? Well, I probably could answer that one better, but we have a group of investors up there. They are not Christians as such, but uh, they see this as a huge boost to the uh, Woodland Park economy. So we had two, we had uh, some local uh, Bible college students involved, but they just didn't have the resources to carry forward. But this is a secular business thing that wants to put in student housing, and they've already made a proposal to us. And when we took the proposal to our lawyer, there is a problem 
because we were going to give them the land for $1 for 50 years, and they were going to build $10 million worth of student housing. And there is a potential that the IRS could see that as us giving them an undue benefit. And if that happens, they would revoke our 501c3. So to me, I don't see it that way. I see that they're saving me $10 million. Man, have at it. And I'm excited about it. But anyway, we just met with the nonprofit lawyer on Monday. There is a way to do this, we believe. It will work, but we're having to go back to them and rewrite the contract and redo some things. And depending on how they respond, they may just back out. And if they do, well, then I'll have to do it myself. But I think that we'll be able to make it work. And if we do, they've already got everything done. They've already got $10 million worth of investors lined up, and it only takes about three months for them to complete these $10 million worth of deal. It's not going to be one huge uh, apartment complex, but we're actually, you haven't seen our property, but when you drive in, it'll be on the north side of the property over a hill. You may not even be able to see the student housing and it'll be hidden back in there and there are four plexus hidden back in the thing. So it'll preserve the thing. It'll be really nice. And, um, if we work that deal out, they would have the student housing available sometime around July or August. But it's just not finished yet, and, and we got to do it right rather than not do something wrong. So I'm not sure if we'll make it or not. We'll let you know as soon as possible. I just haven't heard this mentioned, so I just wanted to ask, because um, your heart is to develop uh, or help us find our purpose and gifts, what about those of us that have um, been told or love to hear the the heart of the Lord for people and, and give a word to grow in the prophetic because there's a lot of pitfalls to the prophetic. You can make errors and anyway, I mean, do you develop that gift also and help with that? Or We don't have a track that we call the prophetic, but we do teach on flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and teach a lot of practical things. And basically, my, my outlook on this is that that all comes out of personal relationship with the Lord. There are some things to teach, but it is primarily relationship with the Lord. And so our focus is on getting everybody into the presence of the Lord. And then whatever your giftings are will flow real easy. I mean, everything, in my opinion, comes out of relationship with God. So that's the real focus of the school. We do give some practical experience, but we don't have a school of the prophetic no, we don't. In uh, this year's School of Ministry, though, uh, Greg Moore has been teaching on that and been um, actually promoting that, talking about it. And um, sometimes entire class sessions this year, it's happened anyway, that they've just operated in the gifts, in the flow. Is there a third-year School of Ministry? Is that true? Yes. In second year, um, they teach that elective. No, no, it's an actual class now. It's an elective? Okay. You know, I will. And Jerry Garcia, we brought in a, a special yep. speaker this year, Jerry Garcia, that he rocked this place. He, we actually brought him in a chapel hour, and um, he rocked this place. And, you know, uh, we don't discourage the prophetic and stuff, but I remember when the school first started, the very first year I was teaching on how you can operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I said, you can operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit at any time. You don't have to wait on the presence to come and stuff. It's not that you're turning God on and off. He's on all of the time. 
And anytime you get turned on, you can flow in the prophetic. And the student said, you can't either. And I said, yeah, you can. And I said, I just took six people and I said, come up here and I'll just prophesy to every one of you. And I started prophesying to them. And we saw so many miracles happen that at the end of the six, the entire class had come up. And then it went through the break and the other classes heard about it and we canceled all four hours and I just spent prophesying and ministering to people. And I told them, I said, you know, this was great, but this isn't Bible school. I said, we aren't trying to have you come and just receive our ministry gift. We're trying to teach you how to do it. And so we do put the emphasis on training you in making disciples. It is not a prophetic school. It's a Bible school that teaches on these things and encourages you. But we do have demonstration and things like that. But, you know, it's different. Bill Johnson's school, I've never been there, but I've got students that have been here and have gone there. And it's more of a prophetic school where they just get and operate in the gifts and do things like that. And it's a different uh, flow to it. But ours is a Bible school where we're trying to teach you these principles so that you can operate in Hi. First of all, I just want to say this is one of the most awesome places I have ever been in my entire life. And from the minute I stepped out of my car and came to the front door the first day I was here, oh my gosh. Anyway, um, I, I just, I've been curious ever since I read you, um, the comment that you didn't really ever see yourself starting a Bible school that it's interesting how sometimes the Lord will have us do things we don't really see ourselves doing. Was that difficult for you to do? And Well, I had people want me to start a Bible school for decades, and I'd have nothing to do with it because I'd seen people who graduated from Bible schools, and I didn't want my name on something like that. <laughs> and my, I never went to Bible school, but my opinion of Bible schools was that it made people arrogant. It made them feel superior because they had a diploma and, and very seldom were they sensitive to the Lord. I saw Bible college students come out of Bible college and go right across the hall in a mall and start a, a church across from another church. And it was just all about them. They didn't have a compassion for the body and stuff. And so anyway, that's what turned me off about Bible schools. But then in uh, the summer of 1993 over in England, the Lord told me how to do Bible school differently, that it would involve the education and the understanding, but it would, it would be mentoring and it would be personal, hands-on stuff. And so anyway, this school has a different flavor about it. It's not just academics. There's a large portion of it that is renewing your mind, but it's, it's not just academics. And, and our instructors... You know, I'm not saying this to toot our horn, really. I'm just trying to get this point across. But our instructors, you can come talk to our instructors. We don't sneak in and off. And we are here to pray with you and to help you. And it's, it's personal. And there's mentoring involved. And you get to see Barry out here in the break room. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, inaccessible, inaccessible. And so it's a different type of deal. And when the Lord showed me a different way of doing the Bible school, I mean instantly within, I'd say two days, I was totally in. It's like, I could see this, this will work. And so I was all for it, but no, I resisted it for years. I didn't ever want to have a Bible school. And that's the fact that the Lord changed my heart so dramatically over such a short period of time and showed me a different way of doing it. I knew this had to be God because it wasn't my idea. 
Now, I wouldn't have ever come up with this. I'd have never thought I'd have had a Bible school. Now this is our, what, 19th year, I think. So that's pretty awesome. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah, my wife and I were going to be attending uh, night school. When the campus moves up to Woodland Park, will there be a shuttle to take us back and forth from this campus to that campus? Man, I don't know if I should, I, I might ought to let Gary, I might mess up if I say something. <laughs> well, I will tell you, we are looking at that. Um, there's two different ways we're thinking of going, whether we buy uh, shuttle buses and um, even, we're not just talking about the night school, we're, we're in conversations about providing shuttle buses even for the day school in that. So um, the question is, do we look at buying them and provide the employees or do we have students perhaps help us in drive and discount tuition or uh, do something that way? Um, or uh, do we contract, find somebody locally that um, already has a shuttle service in place? Do we contract that? So we are exploring um, all of the options right now and um, we're going to be doing more of that this summer. Um, again, we're looking at moving the facility, uh, moving Karis Bible College in December. So a lot of these things we're going to be um, finalizing uh, sometime during the summer. But we are looking at both of those options, whether we contract that out or purchase them and uh, we, we haven't talked about what times would they be running, would there be a cost, uh, would we uh, subsidize the cost, et cetera. There's still a lot of unknowns in some of this, but we are pursuing that. Oh. That's it. <laughs> One of my mentors suggested that there was no accreditation for this school and I was wondering if there was any process in which that is going to happen in the future. No. I have no desire to be accredited because if we become accredited I can't teach in the school. Okay. Thank you. There you go. Huh? You can tell them why. But I mean, you have, to be accredited, you have to have people with degrees and things like this. And all I've got is a school of hard knocks, Bush <laughs> University. So I couldn't teach in my own Bible school. There's some people that we have, you know, who have those degrees. But still, you, ha you come under their control. They make you teach certain curriculum. And that's not what we're about. We're here to minister and touch people's lives. And so that is not one of my goals. Now, we do have a degree that we issued. Gary could tell you about yeah, that. We, we do issue the degrees upon graduation. You could earn an associate's, bachelor's, or even master's. Depends on uh, what level you come into the school at. They are non-accredited degrees in that. But nevertheless, I mean, for an employer or another ministry, uh, they will look at that probably differently. But it's really the value is in the eyes of the beholder on an unaccredited degree. If you do an accreditation, there are a ton of accreditation agencies out there. I have looked into it, and um, I know other Bible colleges that are accredited under some of these other ones, and uh, there's really not a whole lot of difference. Trying to get from one college to another all depends, again, at the eyes of what that other university will look at. 
And unless you are with the Department of Education, uh, the national, the government, the Department of Education, it's really, I think it's worthless in that. And again, we don't want to teach English, we don't want to teach math here, et cetera, which they would require us to do. And that. So this keeps us focused in what we're doing. We also, I talked to the guy, I think it's Christian Life University, which is accredited in there worldwide. And the guy has told me that they would give full credit for any person who wants to go into their university. They give us like, uh, they've completed the first two years of training if you want to do that. But again, I don't know that that's beneficial. But so anyway, that's the answer. Do you offer the same courses that you teach in the daytime in the evening classes? Yes. yes. Here's yes, a question. They're, they're the same courses. Um, I'm, my, my major is going to be in, in um, um, ministry, but I'd also like to get into media. So if I was to take classes um, in, in the morning in ministry and then in the evening, um, you know, double team it to do um, the um, Media classes. Our third year isn't available at night. All we have is the first two years because uh, it's so hands-on. There are labs, there are things, and we just don't have the personnel to, to do it day and night. And so it's only, third year is only available during the day. And it's at the moment, it's only available on this campus. We've tried to figure out how we could do it to the other campuses uh, I'm not opposed to doing that, but it's just so personal and it's so hands-on. And there are, uh, like, they teach you things and you break into groups. And we just haven't figured out how to put it uh, into our extension schools. If we could figure it out, we'd do it. But everything in third year is right here at the moment. Anybody else? Hello. Yeah, I heard you say that the school is here because of the church is not really being the way it should be. Uh, as a result of that, that's why the school is here. So um, in the long run, I suppose you kind of see this, this school as a, as a temporal thing. Like, I guess my question was is that um, can you imagine or see that through this uh, college and the body of Christ uh, impacting the world so much that uh, eventually, maybe even possibly in my lifetime, there won't be a need for it? Or what you're referring to, is, for those of you who don't know, I've said that if the body of Christ was functioning the way it's supposed to, if the churches were doing what they're supposed to, they, they would be doing what we're doing. And so this is not God's best. God's best would be for every local church to be discipling the people in it. But most churches, it's one hour, two hours. If you're a total fanatic, you might get three hours a week. But this is 20 hours a week. And uh, so anyway, this is to compensate because the body of Christ isn't doing what they're supposed to do. And so the question was, do, does, do we ever see us seeing the body of Christ rise to the level where everybody's being discipled and there's no need for Carrier's Bible College? I'd love to believe that that happens. I'd love to work myself out of a job. But, man, uh, I can't see it happening, to tell you the truth. I mean, if you had a red-hot revival, like w this is our 19th year, and we're just now hitting our stride and seeing things happen. And... Most churches, if they were to start over and try and develop this, they wouldn't have access to the same leadership, the same resources, the same instructors that we have. It would take them 19 years or 20 years to reproduce it. So I honestly don't see that happening. I think it would be wonderful if it did. I wouldn't mind it at all, but uh, I can't see it happening in my lifetime. So I think we've got job security. <laughs> Praise God.
Who else? Yes, sir. Hello. Okay. Hi. My question is concerning raising the dead. Um, I just want to know, is there like a standard on who to pray for and who not to pray for? We got a Raising from the Dead Bible College course. <laughs> no, no. Amen. I have told people before, we've got two or three of our directors that have seen people raised from the dead. And I said, I think I'm going to make this a requirement. Before you can become a director, you got to bring somebody back from the dead. <laughs> no, we don't have a course on it. We don't have any standard thing. Uh, anyway, that's a little bit off of the Bible college questions. I think that's more theological. So let's get back to asking about the Bible college if anybody has any questions. Yes, ma'am. In the third year missions, uh, I want to repeat a little bit. Did you say it was a six week to, it, okay. Uh, would the participants need to raise their own support? Yes. And let me clarify, the, the third year, <laughs> the third year school of missions, it goes the entire year. The first two, basically the first two semesters are designed, there's going to be um, fundraising, um, teaching, uh, just a variety of different things to prepare you to go out for these six weeks in that. So, and yes, you are required to uh, raise your own funds on that. And um, what we're going to do is this year it's costing $2,500 for the six weeks that they're in the Dominican Republic. We think that's going to uh, maintain uh, for this next year. And uh, what we're going to do is break that into the uh, three terms. So um, the first 800 some dollars will be due the first term and uh, that'll be broken up. But you will be taught on how to raise funds uh, in this course. Also, a clarification, I, don't, I hadn't heard this this week, but this missions trip that you must take in your second year, you don't pay for that, but it's part of your training is how to raise support and stuff. And like, for instance, the offerings that came in during this thing, they go towards our missions program. We spent how much this year? 300 and something? Over $300,000 sending our students all over. And so this goes towards it, our men's advance. We have a chapel where I teach on finances and the money that comes in there. We have a walk-a-thon. The healing school money goes towards that. So there's a lot of projects we do. And so we treat you, uh, teach you how to do it. And then you have to participate. You get points for your participation in this. And if you don't participate and earn points, you can't go. But if you participate and get the proper number of points, we help you raise the money. And, and that's included uh, in your schooling. So you don't have to pay for your second year mission trip. Yes, sir. Does the college offer any assistance in finding local employment? For example, I'm a licensed teacher and I'd love to, I don't really relish going to work in the public schools again. I've spent 43 years in that secular environment. Ideally, my jo a job for me would be to uh, move, move a trailer onto the Woodland Park campus and have a school for the children of the, I see all these kids running around here. We aren't going to let you move a trailer onto my I know, I property. know that. <laughs> I know that, uh, but you know. I'm from Arkansas. We live in trailers. <laughs> but but uh, can, can, are you? Do you have the contacts to help us?
find Gary some kind of employment not. such as that? No, we don't really have any type of a placement system for people coming in to find jobs. We do have a relocation guide that I believe has resources, doesn't it? And Beth, why don't you come on up here and share what's in that, some of the contents of what's in the relo guide. I'm going to put you on the spot if you can. Well, we've had a relocation guide for some years now, and we're actually in the works now to have one that's kind of half Woodland Park and half Colorado Springs. I don't know where that question was look, coming from, but there's websites and you know all the, the regular uh, resources that you would have for jobs, for housing, uh, golly, school information, churches, yes, there's a whole lot of sections. We also have uh, a real estate man that's in there. Uh, he's never been a Bible college student, but he's the son of the Poland uh, directors. So he has a, you know, a vested interest in helping the students here to find places uh, primarily for buying, but he's also helping in, in rentals. So job-wise, it's the uh, websites and all in the reload guide. And those are right at the, there are many places, but at the care committee table, there's a stack of them. I think that Vicki's registration table had some as well. So be sure to pick those up completely free for you. And we do have people in Colorado Springs who have houses or either rooms to rent out to people, and so we help coordinate that. So we do some, but we just don't take responsibility for it. It's not a placement deal. Hello. I'm a first-year Bible college student, and I'm just so impressed with the whole operation. Um, you guys have changed my whole entire life. Um, but my thoughts were, have you considered at all... Um, Continuing education classes maybe in the summertime for someone who maybe graduated or wants to come back but doesn't want to take a full year again but might want a six-week course on, you know, DE, discipleship evangelism, or identity in Christ. Because my thoughts were, obviously, we want to get the word of God out to everybody in as many different venues as possible. And it would also generate some more revenue for the school for a smaller amount you know, for a course. Has that been a consideration? Or I don't would you think, think we've thought of what you're talking about. I hadn't. But we do have a thing that for all of our alumni, which now there's 1,910 alumni, we have a thing that we're developing, and I don't know when it's going to be available. We've talked about this for six months or something, but we're going to have a special spot on our website that is password protected and only alumni can get in there, and they will be able to get all of our first and second year course is free because it's it's changed it's changed so much since the school started that it's not the exact same teaching we've got all of these awesome instructors now that they didn't have and so that's going to be one of the benefits for the alumni so that will be available so it's it's a similar thing to what you're talking about yeah yeah we're going to do anything we can to take the resources we have here and bless people with it. And so if it's, a, if it's something that will bless people and if it doesn't cost me an arm and a leg, as long as it's just a rib, we'll do it. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, thank you for this school, Andrew. Uh, I was just wondering, when you graduate, you're going to get a certificate in ministry. Um, but I was wondering about the process of ordination if you go in the missions field, would that you can still apply for that? Or is that Anybody just... who graduates from two years automatically is licensed because that's a government thing, and we give everybody a license upon 
uh, graduation. And we believe that you should be qualified to do what they call sacerdotal duties and be recognized by the government and stuff. So you get that automatically on graduation. And ordination is a different thing. That's a scriptural deal that the government doesn't care about ordination. But uh, there's many scriptures that talk about don't lay hands suddenly on any person. And that's talking about ordination. So uh, Gary could give you the specifics. But I think it's two years. Barry kind of helped develop all that. You want to come up and answer this since you know this? But we have stricter requirements on ordination. Yeah, ordination... uh Two years after graduation, you would have to have demonstrated at least one year of what we consider five-fold ministry, uh, probably full-time or close to full-time ministry in some kind of a recognized church or parachurch ministry. So what ordination is going to imply a closer relationship with the school, with the ministry, something that we want to be involved with uh, you in. So it's a two-year waiting period, one year of demonstrable ministry. And then also we want to know why you're not getting ordained in the local church that you're at. Uh, That would be our first choice. But if we have a close relationship with you and we feel that what you're doing we want to be involved with and we like that relationship, then you can apply. All right? Behind you. (laughs) Over here. I have a couple questions, but first I wanted to say that I didn't know I got myself into, but boy, am I glad I got myself into it on first year. And I love this school, and I love the staff, and I love the people here. Uh, My question is, uh, when you announced the missions track, because I had planned to come here for three years, but then when I found out we didn't really have a missions track, I was thinking about go to nations, then you announced missions track, and I was talking to a guy in the bathroom, and I said, like, when Elizabeth's leaped with John the Baptist. That's kind of what happened to me. And I was like, man, thank God. So I'm excited about that. My wife and I are looking to go to Indonesia. I have two questions. One is, uh, going into the missions track, are they going to offer, because we want to do a a CBC Bible school as well. So that's one question. The other question is, is we know a guy that ran for president. He's a doctor as well. He's a pastor over there. They have a Bible school. We want to introduce him to uh, the school or to Andrew Walmack Ministries to be able to possibly line something up to be able to do something with the missions and the missions track with them. So what was the question? Those were all statements, weren't they? The, the question is, are you going to offer uh, a CBC directorship in the missions track? Okay. Will I be able to achieve that? Yes. And you will be able to do that. Right now, uh, Mark Bassett is coming in in uh, two hours every week. For those that are interested in starting an extension school, they're receiving specific training. That, at this point, is not exclusive to the school of ministry. And uh, we're working on how the different school uh, students from the different schools can attend those particular uh, training classes to be an extension school director. Okay. So, yes, you can still, you could still choose the school of missions and still be qualified to run an extension school. Right. But would I have to shadow another year after my third year if I did three years? No. Okay. No. And the other question was, is would, would you be open to us introducing somebody like I just suggested that's already there in Indonesia and established to be able to have the opportunity to have more 
places we can go for our mission six-week mission deal if are you open to that yeah you know right now we have the contact in the Dominican Republic that Dalron is very familiar with we're taking our second year classes uh, to some of these and that so that's where the established one is but yes I do foresee additional training areas beyond the Dominican Republic now where they end up being you know a lot of that's going to depend on the relationship that Dalron establishes and we all establish uh, with those people in those other countries so yes it is open you know, we aren't uh, thinking that we're the only people in our circle, but we do everything based on relationship. I wouldn't send our students anywhere that I don't know these people, not just having heard about them. Now, the only exception to that, like uh, uh, Delron. We, we know Delron, and Delron has had relationships with these people in the Dominican Republic for decades, and so we feel very confident with that. And Michelle has met people with European initiative and things like that. And so, but anyway, everything we do is based on relationship. We wouldn't ever send our students someplace that was just recommended, but we don't have personal relationship to know that it's going to be a good thing. We wouldn't do that. And Andrew, could you tell everyone about what you're developing for uh, ministers that are out there currently and the training that they can go through with Karis? You're talking about Army? Okay, I thought about that earlier, but we're starting a brand new ministers association starting April the 2nd. And this is going to be similar to many ministerial associations in the sense that they primarily provide networking and fellowship. And inspiration. And so that's all good and valid. I remember when Jamie and I got started and we had nobody and felt like we were alone. So those are valid needs, but I've never wanted to start a minister's association because there's other things that do that. But the Lord has now put together so many resources in CBC that we are starting a minister's association that will have the networking and the fellowship and the inspiration, but also we're going to take like Paul Milligan and uh, we'll take our... CPAs and our uh, lawyers that we use and just all of the resources, Daniel and then the ministry school and all of our mission stuff. And we're taking all of these people and we will be making all of these resources available to the ministers, which is going to provide a whole different level of involvement for ministers because it won't only be just getting to know other ministers and fellowship, but there will be these practical resources. We're going to actually have things uh, for their mental health, uh, if a person, uh, you know, gets out there and does something wrong and burns out, uh, we'll go in and help them manage the church and take it over. And, and we aren't doing anything to take from the ministers, but we're just taking everything we've got here and trying to make it available to the ministers. And I think it's going to be a whole new level of a minister's association. So we... We call it the Association of Related Ministries International, or Army. And we're going to say, the arm, we want you to join the Army. <laughs> Amen. And it will be available to any person who's licensed. You don't even have to be ordained because there may be people who uh, are graduates, say, for instance, of our school that have a license, but they aren't in a full-time ministry. But if you are in a ministry position and in leadership and stuff, you'll be able to join. And so it's going to be awesome. We're going to have some great things associated with that. Yes, sir. Um, in reference to the prophetic question, in second year I've experienced four classes that heavily talk on that subject. So I think you guys do cover that very well. 
and uh, healing school training, which you have to sign up for, thoroughly went into that subject and then gives you the opportunity to exercise it. And secondly, Greg Moore specifically gives prophetic people very healthy uh, view of how to operate. So I think this is the best place for prophetic people. You know, this is one of the benefits of the school that I, I am moving into the office of a prophet. I don't ever talk about that, but I am. And, but my gifting is a teacher. And so I'm going to always emphasize the teaching stuff. But see, then you bring these other people in that have a different gifting. And no one person is the whole apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teacher. I know many claim to be, but uh, it's like master, you know, jack of all trades and master of none. And so we have different people in the school that have different giftings and stuff. And all together, we're going to cover all of these things. It just may not be the total emphasis of the school. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Have you or would you consider having a summer camp for teenagers? We have talked about that. And... um, I don't know that I'm going to do it. We've talked about it. I wouldn't be opposed to doing it. Like when we get up to Woodland Park, this, these are some of the things I've thought about. That it, it depends how the housing goes and different things. But if the uh, student housing is vacant during the summer and if there was the ability to handle it, then we've thought about doing something like that. But it's, we just aren't there yet. We're still growing. So we through? Are there a lot of other questions out there? Just a few. You know what I'd like to uh, perhaps do? Um, this next hour is designed and uh, set aside specifically for those of you um, that are interested in coming to Bible colleges to register. And uh, so we have a, a room set up. And um, if you just go out, the, is anybody going to guide them into the room? Okay, Vicki is back here. Everybody look at Vicki. Raise your hand, Vicki. And um, we are in our third year classroom there. We have tables set up. You don't have to have your application completed to go into this room. You know, we have tables set up. We have people there that will a- answer any questions that you have. But uh, this is the time to register for school. It's an hour designed just to do that. So if you are ready to do that, you are dismissed. Let me to- just say this. Thank you very much for coming. Man, it's been awesome. And I believe there's going to be some great things. And also... Yesterday was my oldest son's 39th birthday, and I taught all day long, so I missed it. So we're going to, they're already at a place. We're going to go eat lunch, and I'm going to be late getting there. And so I've got to sneak out, and I'm not trying to be rude, but I really owe it to my son to at least go eat with him. So give me some mercy. I'm leaving. All right. Andrew. Praise God. Okay, so you are dismissed. Go register for school. We will be up here if you have any questions uh, personally. Um, If Barry and Beth, you can help. uh, We'll be up here to answer any questions. Or you could go into the registration room. We will have people there as well. Thank you for coming.